We're continuing on in our review of Shara B'tachon. We explained that the Psicha tells us the ten different benefits of having B'tachon. The first parak tells us what is B'tachon. The second parak goes through the seven characteristics required for a person or being to be worthy of being relied upon. And then we explained how each of those only can apply to Hashem. In the third parak, we said there are five different ways a person can work on to internalize and build up his own B'tachon and reliance upon Hashem. We also then explained how a person really only has to work because of the fact that Hashem is testing him to make sure that he is going to follow on the right path and also to make sure that he doesn't kick against Hashem. We explained that a person who we could see that that person is not going to have those issues technically shouldn't need to work. We then explained why it is that there are tzaddikim. There are people who are worthy and should not have to work and yet they struggle. Sometimes there are Rishon who seemingly should have it difficult but they thrive anyway. We then went into the fourth parak where the fourth parak discusses how and when we're supposed to have betachon, in what items. And we explained that there were seven different items that we can look at in three different groups. One group was in Olam Hazeh, in worldly matters, which is how a person relates to having his basic needs, whether that means financially, whether that means health and living, shelter, etc. Then we explained the second one is when it comes to a person who has extras and how they rely upon Hashem. And with that, a person needs to put zero efforts in. He should rely solely and absolutely on Hashem. The third was how a person relates to other people. And we explained there are two categories of people, those who live with others and those who are alone by themselves. And how a person who's alone by himself should understand he has a connection to Hashem. He should be thankful and appreciative of his specific situation that he's in as opposed to the person who's living with other people who needs to make sure he goes above and beyond to do the most he can for everybody. He has to put in all the efforts he can, even though knowing that he's going to only just try and everything comes from Hashem. We then transition to the two different categories, which are what people do in this world for the next world. And those are what a person does mitzvahs that are between him and himself. Nothing to do with anybody else. And we explained that a person has three different steps of that. The first step is he has to think he wants to do the mitzvah. The second step is he has to come up with a plan. I want to do it. Those two you don't have betachon for. You have to do those. There's no relying on Hashem to help you with that. But the third and final step, which is succeeding or failing, that is something you have to rely upon Hashem that He will help you. And a person gets rewarded for the first two, for putting it, for thinking about it, for coming up with the idea. If he succeeds, he gets a reward for that as well. If he doesn't, he only gets a reward for the first two. We explained that this also applies in the next category, which is mitzvahs that apply between a person and others. When a person has a mitzvah that is not only about himself, it's not only about him putting on tefillin, it's about him helping another person. When it comes to helping another person, we explained over there also, a person has to look and seek out different things of how they can help another person in his mind. Then he comes up with how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to help that person. And those two, obviously, again, those are something that we don't say, you have betachon, you have reliance on Hashem. That's something that you have to go out and do that yourself. And then the third step is that you try to do it. A person has to put in every effort he can. And if Hashem helps him and he succeeds, he should be thankful that Hashem gave him the opportunity to do this. We're now in the last two categories, which is the last category when it comes to Olam Haba for reward in Olam Haba. We broke that down into two groups. One group being reward for Olam Haba in the things that you do and mitzvot and rewards for actions that I've taken. And the second group is just in the fact that God is giving kindness and giving us for Olam Haba, which we don't deserve. So in this group of where we've done things, we've put in efforts, we've done mitzvot, we've avoided averos. So it explains Rabbi Nebachia that if for a person to have reward for good deeds and bad deeds, it's broken down into three different things. There's rewards in this world, there's rewards in the next world, and then there's something that you do that you get rewarded both in this world and the next world. However, it's a fascinating thing. 
It's not written out ever clearly about the rewards in Olam Haba. It says in the Torah very clearly, rewards and punishments for a person, what he does in this world, which are instant. So says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, let's try to understand seven different reasons why this is not discussed, why we don't talk about the rewards in Olam Haba. And explains, the first thing is we don't really understand. When we have a soul without a body, we can't relate to that. If we can't relate to that, certainly we can't relate to the joy or the suffering that a soul is going to have when it's on its own. We... On the other hand, when Yeshua ben Yotzarak, HaKohen, he understood this, so therefore Hashem gave him some glimpse and some understanding of what it would be. But us who don't understand, this wouldn't be applicable to us. Number two, it was accepted by everybody. It was something that was mekobel, that was passed on from generations, that Hashem was going to give reward. I don't need to talk about it. The Torah doesn't need to write about these rewards. The third thing was that people were lacking in the intelligence. They weren't capable of understanding this. A father, when he wants to train his young, young child, he doesn't tell him about something that's long in the distance. He gives him instant rewards and instant punishments. So to Hashem did the same thing. He treated us this way, and he gave us instant rewards and instant punishments, and those that will be in the future, we don't need to talk about. The fourth thing is that no one is truly worthy of Olam Haba. Olam Haba only comes from either of two things, either from showing other people the right way and taking them away from bad, or from God giving chesed, kindness. All of our good that we do can't even compare to the chesed that Hashem does for us. If that's the case, then even everything we're doing does not bring us worthy of olam haba. And we can only have, in this world, we'll have punishments and rewards. Continues on Rabbi Bach, and he says, the fifth one is that good deeds are for, some of them are hidden and some of them are public. When we have a public one, then we're rewarded in this world. When we have something that's hidden, it's rewarded in the next world. And therefore, again, it's kept somewhat secret and somewhat quiet. The punishments, same, same way, those things that are public, are punished publicly, and that's why it's in this world. Those things are privately are going to be in the next world. The sixth thing is that we live in this world, so let's discuss only this world. People don't, again, with Yoshua ben Yotzarak, we don't discuss anything that's outside of this world. He lived with the Malachim, so therefore he was able to understand it. And seventh and final is that if we understand what Olam Haba is, Olam Haba is getting close to Hashem. So therefore that's a given. We already know what it is. There's nothing to um, give out further more information on this. And so now Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, so what is our rule? We have to rely on Hashem and trust that Hashem will repay us for everything that we do. Therefore, even all of our masim tovim, all the good deeds that we do are never going to be enough. So what we have to do is we have to rely on Hashem and appreciate that Hashem has given us the kindness. That and not, we shouldn't be hoping for reward. We should be living and saying, yes, I've done things, but it doesn't compare. And I'm hoping to you and I'm going to rely upon you that you are going to give me reward in all my love.